This, 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 this is mythical. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Yes. Pets so that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, I gotta talk to you about the trip that I just got back from, man. I've been spring breaking it. And I, again, I've been, we got nothing to talk about because you got back and I'm like, well, I can't ask him about his trip. Until now, now we have everything to talk about. Well, my, my trip to Park City, Utah. Did you have as much fun as you seem I, to be projecting I right did now? Some, uh, I, did, I did some mining. Crypto? No, like uh, you actually, I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of when I thought of Utah and I didn't want to make a Mormon joke. Oh. Was that like, I don't know, some sort of precious precious gemstones, metals? I that think does happen there. There's still a lot of that happening yeah. there. I don't know if, there, you know, there's, there's a resurgence of the gold rush there in Utah. Um, I'm totally making that up. Is that where we mined uh, turquoise? Was, that wasn't no, Utah, that was Nevada. That was Nevada, Tonopah, was Nevada Tonopah. for commercial kings. So yeah, I'm gonna give you uh, an update on my spring break experience to Wet your appetite. Wet, wet, wet. I mean, your appetite I was for also, your own spring break. I was also here. I know, because that's what I'm saying. You have not gone on your spring break. Well, no, I'm saying while you were on your spring break, I was just here by oh. myself. Yeah, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> unless, yeah. unless something catastrophic happened to the company, which I assume you would have already told me. And I was still following along on on Slack. Like I was, I was lurking. In the in the emails and the slacks, just to make sure that like you were holding things down, and I, it seems that you did. Thank yeah, you. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't. Ha I had nothing happen that is worthy of talk talking about on Air Biscuit. So, the the runway is clear. Not that anything, nothing happened, right? It, stuff did happen. It's just not. No, I didn't work at all. Oh, <laughs> hey. I mean, I was just on Slack me, a little man. bit. You earned it. You earned it, man. Double up. <laughs> No. Double up on the spring break. I did work, but nothing interesting happened. Because your spring break's coming up. My spring break. As of this recording. My spring break might be a two episode. <laughs> oh yeah? I don't know. I, I love know what's the gonna happen. fact that like we call our kids spring break our spring break because we do make it our spring break. I mean, we have this luxury of saying, you know, our schedule from a production standpoint is pretty much set up over a year in advance. And we've learned yep. as soon as like the schools publish what their, you know, when the breaks are for the kids, that like, we were able to block off some times. Yeah, we don't function like a typical YouTuber. And every time we interact with a typical YouTuber about like being on the show or doing something together, we, we it is a, yeah. a, a reminder of- We could have booked it- What things are like without, nine months a, ago. without a schedule. 
It's like you're trying to book us. Um, yeah, it's like trying to coordinate with other people is, that's one of the reasons that we stopped interviewing people on the show was because, well, they pretty much didn't schedule stuff more than like a couple of weeks in advance. And then the like the, if you try to schedule it before that, it's like, wow, I have no clue what I'm doing right. t- t- two months from now. I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing 12 months from now yeah. what, w- with no exaggeration. Like the things that matter most that in terms of like producing our ongoing content. And then there's like spaces that are left open for stuff that we can slot in. But right. like when it comes to like vacations and stuff like that, and you gotta coordinate with multiple children, good gracious. Right. Uh, but it is kind of a luxury to be able to say, hey, we're gonna kind of run this year's schedule th- through one of the grids being our kids' spring break so that it can be our own spring break. It's very nice. It's a very nice thing. Yeah. So we went to Park City um, because I I let it be more of Lincoln's decision uh, because when Lily turned 16 years old, we had this idea. Okay, 16 is gonna be a special year. Uh, we're gonna take a trip with just the 16 year old. Mm-hmm. So Lily, wherever Lily wants to go, we decided to go to London. She decided to go to London. I'm sure there's an ear biscuit about that. Of course, Lincoln turned 16 in the midst of the pandemic. He, he also get, turned he got 17. Nothing. Got nothing. So we're like, hey, you know, it's like your 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 um your 17 spring break. You get to decide. And he just said he wanted to go skiing. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I like this little snow skiing. You're developing a hobby. What if he had said water skiing? An expensive one. He's like, I want to try water skiing. Like, how would how would you have been like? Would you have redirected that? We would. I think because your dad's a barefoot water skier. I would have gone. I would have gone water skiing. Yeah, there's part of me that kind of wants to go water skiing again. Have you tried? Never tried. The fact. Here's the thing. Barefoot water skiing. The fact that your dad has barefoot water skied means that you probably have the correct type of feet. My foot is nothing like my dad's, but I think my foot's better. I have a flat. foot. I think flat foot is perfect. He's got a very archy foot. He's got an archy. Yeah, I didn't really. Never thought I could. You know, first of all, I've never seen a six foot seven person barefoot ski. But with an arch I, like yours, I, I think that you've got like water skiing feet. I got ski feet. We yeah. should do that. We should bring back the vlogs and, and link. I'm definitely barefoot water skis. I feel like I could lose a toe or a nose. It's no, a no, dangerous it's just, sport. It's just, no, no, no. It'll it, it may it'll 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 daze you a little bit, but you can't get that hurt. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so I, I I can walk you through the experiences that I had with my family and my dogs. The dogs are actually a big part of this trip. And so that was something that we had to navigate. So I, I, want, I want to unpack all that for you. But something that's top of mind for me that's not, I don't think it's related to the trip. Maybe it will come back to be related. Um, I wanted to talk first just to kind of give more of my anxiety assessment journey update. At the end of my spiritual deconstruction episode, thanks for the feedback on that. Thanks for the feedback on all of our episodes. Use hashtag Air Biscuits, we look at all those. I know a lot of you are talking about how you really enjoyed getting to know Greg, uh-huh. uh, the roommate, little teaser there. We're definitely pulling together, um, digitizing footage from the archives never before seen except when we showed it for a a captive audience in in a room the first comedy videos that we ever made 
that a lot of them did feature Greg. I am so excited about this. You don't understand. Like I, I had an idea that you had these tapes, but I just kind of forgotten like what's on these tapes. All this just random footage of us in our dorm room, in our apartment with Greg, with Tim, all the early videos we made, all the outtakes from the early videos we made. Yes. It, so, and I've only started scratching the surface right. of uh, and, and just so you know, digitizing this stuff. The only place these are going to be available is the Mythical Society. And if you've if you're if you're not a member of the Mythical Society now, once these things start rolling out, I just got to say after having watched a few of them, yeah. I'm like this might be the most compelling thing that we've ever made. <laughs> because it's just interesting to find something from like 22, 23 years ago that was the very genesis of us yeah. starting to try to be funny. It's the actual start of what we do now that no one has ever seen except yeah. for one time. Be beyond a small group of friends. So we're we're planning out how we wanna we want to roll out these archives, and it needs to be on the Mythical Society because it's that's what the Mythical Society is for. That level yeah. of access. There's it's also the some like stuff. some rights and licensing issues that like otherwise we just wouldn't be able to navigate. So um, yeah, that's that's a little teaser because that's also top of mind for us because we're looking at it. But back to the anxiety stuff. Um, yeah, in the spiritual deconstruction episode at the end, I talked about how at the top of the year. Um, with Christie's encouragement based on conversations that I was also kind of bouncing off you and, and a few other friends, uh, deciding to not only get a new therapist, but also um, try out anxiety medication. So I'm on sertraline, I've gone from 25 milligrams to 50 milligrams, uh, and it's since January. And Going through this process, I've I've seen it as more of a you know I've my my level of observation of my own anxiety has really gone up, you know, because I'm it's it feels kind of like an experiment. Like okay, now I'm I'm taking these pills that um, you know I I'm open to it. I just and you know people close to me have had really good experiences, and then. It's 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 had a positive impact on their life. So it's I haven't had a stigma associated with it. I just never made the connection that I personally needed it. But then I kind of got over that hump that yeah, I think I think I could benefit from this. I just need to observe what impact it's having just to see if this is a good choice for me and then also if it is and I I do believe that it is. Like I've experienced positive benefits. What now is the like right dose? How do I dial that in? Because even like yesterday and this morning, especially this morning, like I realized, I was like, man, I am so anxious. Mm. I, um, and I do think I am more in tune with how I'm feeling uh, like my therapist is helping me like observe more of the symptoms of anxiety in my body. Like, oh, I feel a little nauseous. I feel a little tight. Yesterday, I by the end of the day, I realized 
I would, and when I got home, I was like, you know what? I'm just, today was a tough day. I was just really angry, you know? And it was like, and the frustrating thing is that like, I don't know why. Like, I, I just start searching for the thing that made me angry and feel frustrated. And it's like, I can't point to one thing. It's like, nobody did anything to me. And then today it wasn't, and so it was one of those things where it was like, I, I'm kind of ready for this day to end. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed at nine o'clock, you know, <laughs> which is only twenty minutes earlier than when my right. I was say that's not I'm too nor- much of a stretch. Yeah, right. uh, did, and then did today, your music start playing? There was it, yeah, it starts playing. Um, but then today it was like I just woke up anxious, just like very on edge, very nervous, not angry anymore, not frustrated, but I was just trying to figure out what it was, but then also try to employ some techniques that I'm learning to deal with it, whether I know the answer or not. So like some breathing techniques of like slow breathing in, like straw breathing where you you breathe in slowly, but then you breathe out as if you're breathing to, through a straw so that your out breath is like longer than your in breath, because mm-hmm. a signal to your body that you can calm down. Um. But yeah, it, it's on one hand, observing this is kind of a good data point that like I'm on the right track, that like all the things that I'm doing are necessary for me. You know, it's because this is a reminder, oh, I've got this flare up of anxiety. And then I, st- I start to like try to figure out what it is. It's like, well, I don't know exactly what I don't I don't feel like I have some amazing thing that I want to bring to this episode. And you know, this is my episode, right? I'm supposed to be you expect me, you know, like you're not preparing anything. I'm this not is, prepared this at is all. my trip. I'm supposed to be bringing something to this. So that's the first thing I point to is like okay, I get in my own head about well, I don't feel prepared. Like this is one thing that really sets off anxiety for me is just not feeling like I've got this, like you don't have this. And that's kind of a theme, I think for me, that I realize over over many years, maybe over my entire life, it's like, okay, yeah, this is a, this is a legitimate signal and symptom of anxiety that like I just never labeled. So there's that and then I'm like, you know, when we leave here, we're gonna go and meet up with Julian Smith, well, that's another teaser. Mm-hmm. I'm full of teasers today. We reconnected with our old friend Julian. I don't know, if I, I guess he's okay me teasing this, but like we're shooting something with him. I, it's his control whether it, it sees the light of day, but uh, I, I think I found myself being very keyed up about that. And I don't know why, you know? It's like, this should be something that's, it's fun to but reconnect. I, but and... I feel like I mean, yeah, I feel like it's very natural. Okay. Like I, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the way that you're talking about it is, I'm anxious about these things, and if I was normal, I wouldn't be anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a diagnosable anxiety disorder, but I get anxious about stuff all the time that we're about to about to do in the same way. And it's, I'll be like, and, and then I, and I'll, I'll, I'll be driving home and I'll be like, uh, what is it, what's going, 
why am I feeling this way? And then I like try to find, I'll try to find it. I'll try to get to the root of it. Like, yeah. Oh, we're doing that thing and yeah, I don't feel prepared for it. And I bet you I'll feel better when it's over. And then if if I'm right, I will. And, and then I actually start fantasizing about it being something that should be fun being done and being over and being like, and then I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna eat dinner and I'm gonna watch TV and that won't be stressful. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess so. I'm not. I'm not dismissing your anxiety. I'm just no, saying this that is like exactly. It, it doesn't make you uh, weird. I think it makes you normal. <clears throat> yeah, I think this is exactly what I'm trying to figure out because I've been on completely on that side of on that perspective, on the outside of I. I'll put it in the extreme: an anxiety diagnosis and saying for myself, it's like yeah. I get stressed out. Stress is a natural response to, uh, you know, having having to step up. And when 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 pressure hits, <laughs> stress is a good thing because it it gets you ready. It's an it's a it's it's human. Yeah, it's not just uh, a problem. Something that should be uh, therapized or. Uh, anesthetized or however you want to say it, away. So I'm like, yeah, it's, of course I get stressed out. But then it's like, okay, it gets to a level where you have heart palpitations. Sometimes, you know, they'll come and go, but like, okay, that may be, that may have a, an impact on my health long-term, you know? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's how I've kind of, I've put it in this box of like, well, what you just said. And now I've kind of switched over to the other side. It's like, what if, yeah, what is normal and what is more of disordered level of dealing with anxiety? Well, you know, I, I think so my I think, sort of slightly informed but mostly non-professional opinion or perspective on the like an anxiety disorder is when you have an anxiety disorder. A lot of times it will be, there's a baseline of anxiety and then you'll kind of begin filling it with things that you could be anxious about. So it's almost like the anxiety starts and then the events or the circumstances fill it versus a more normal response to is an event makes you, you become anxious about something. Now obviously if you become anxious about it to a extreme degree that like affects your functioning and your health and that's yeah. extreme, but it's almost like people, people who are, you know, deal with depression, they wake up in the morning and they feel depressed, not because they had a bad day or not because they're anticipating having a bad day, but there's something in the chemical makeup of their brain that just giving them the blues, giving them a feeling of depression. And then you start trying to connect it to like, is it this or is it that? Oh no, it might just be a brain thing and there could be treatment for that. So do what, you, do what, you, so what, you're is, what you're describing is a bucket of that I need to, f that I could fill with something to always have an object of my anxiety. Because you feel like your baseline anxiety has changed after being on this medication for three months. Because at this point yeah. it should have kicked in, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, it, it has. But I think what's happened is, you know, I could add other things to the list. It's like, okay, Christy gave me a report about a conversation she had with my mom about, you know, Lewis, you know, having another stroke. Mm. And then, you know, I got a friend that I wanna have a conversation with 
that the friend's not, is going through something that like, I haven't been able to have that conversation. So there's like, there's some energy going out in that direction. And so there's this cumulative effect of, okay, that then I wake up and I just feel like in a knot, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, and honestly, I kind of thought, uh, because I've been experiencing some the benefits of the medication and the therapy, everything that at you know it was it's a bit discouraging to find that like okay now that these things have piled on, it it kind of feels like I'm back where I was at least yesterday and today you know mm. so it's then you start to think about well does that mean should I consider up in the medication I'm still in that zone where I'm trying to dial that in. I think what I'm concluding, even in this conversation, is that like, okay, let me see if if this wave passes, if the baseline is still, and I'll also I'll also talk to my doctor and my say, therapist. Yeah, yeah, right. Your doctor can so help you. So, in terms this. of hashtag ear biscuits, I, you don't have to give me advice on that front. Oh, don't worry, they will. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll also I have a follow up schedule with my doctor, and I'm you know I'm I'm talking to my therapist tonight, but I'm just kind of sharing just the the what's at work in assessing uh, my anxiety and kind of getting comfortable with the fact that like I am treating it and I am talking about it. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm not talking about getting comfortable with talking about it publicly, just wrapping my mind around in all conversations that like, hey, this is a, this is a part of what I'm, what I'm dealing with and I'm I'm coming to grips with it, and I'm I'm still developing a game plan, and I'm I'm just observing, and I find that I'm observing things more closely than I never did. So it's like the more things that come up, it's like oh yeah, that's been something that's been true of me for m my entire life. Now I'm seeing it through a different lens of of treatment, and it, it is very helpful. And it's so I do feel very positive about it overall. It's just the past few days have been more of a uh, a dip, a dip, and we are, you know, we are getting back into yeah a more stressful schedule. I I, I was thinking about this the other mm -hmm. night. There were there were, there was like two weeks in a row where almost every night I had some commitment. Yeah. Now some of it was like fun stuff, like oh we're going to a concert or we've got our date night scheduled. But every, other nights there were like some social engagement or, and I was just like, man, this is the world opening back up is absolutely. So uh, so there's that. A so there's factor. there's a little there's less of this little respite in the evening. It's like getting home at ten thirty, eleven, eleven thirty. It's a lifestyle shift. Yeah. And and realizing that this is what my life used to be like. And the other thing is, you know, we've always had a lot going on, but there's a lot of things getting to a stage where they're taking more time. I mean, or just feeling like what with all these irons in the fire, which which one's gonna catch the oven mitt when I'm not looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I've definitely been feeling that. I mean, that's what I talked to my therapist about. Last week is just like, oh, I'm kind of beginning to feel like the the pressure is increasing. 
And it's been, yeah, you know, as difficult as the pandemic was in many, many other ways, the one positive thing about it was, there's a little, it seemed like there was a little less pressure in, in, in some ways. There's a, there was less demands on our time and that's yep. kind of reversing. So I, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised that you're, fe that you're feeling, you know, that you're feeling a, a little bit of a, that the anxiety is like. Getting a little prickly. You know what I think I need? a little bit. I think I need a vacation. I think I need a spring break. <laughs> yeah, that is the interesting thing is you just <laughs> right. got back from the vacation. I do think that's also a factor is like yesterday was my first day back. So it, that's, vacations that's never tend to make va Vacations yeah. tend to make us anxious because yep. you're like, well, what did I fall behind on? I definitely felt, felt some of that. So yeah, I think, you know, I'm gonna be in observation mode at least for another week coming out of this. And but before I'm like making any decisions about changing my approach, because I do feel very good and still mostly excited about and confirmed about being on the right tracks for um for what I'm doing here. But 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 yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd I'd love to go back to Park City. Ear Biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of Superfeet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Superfeet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, Superfeet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes, and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our, mm -hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Of course, we've been to Park City a number of times. Uh, Park City's known for being the venue for the Sundance Film Festival towards the top of every year. And so we found ourselves at the Sundance Film Festival in 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 all like tertiary capacities. We were there with uh um we we were making videos Cadillac. That, with Cadillac. We were like interviewing celebrities about Cadillacs. You can go back on the Rentlink channel, check that out. We went um we were guests of YouTube a couple of times like they they had like a, a lounge. A lounge. Yeah. So we did some Q and A's and stuff like that, and saw a few documentaries when we were there. But and then we would like maybe ski for a few hours, and then sometimes we would see our friend Eric, who um, our high school friend who was 
uh, one of the guitarists in the Wax Paper Dogs. Mm -hmm. so Eric's lived there for like 20 years now. He's like worked in and around the, the mountain resorts, mm -hmm. doing like high, high up technology stuff. He started as, as a snowmaker. So yeah, I got to reconnect with Eric, got to hang out with him. So I'm like, he was, he, you know, he he definitely wanted to like say, oh, you should do this, you should go here. He was he was like a he was like a Sherpa. Oh, well, he was like ski patrol at some point, I think, right? Um, in the early days, he just told me he was a snowmaker, and then he went into like the IT department. But he knows he knows all the he knows the mountains. The thing that I remember, and I I didn't bring it up this time because I uh, I just didn't want to rehash the story with him again, but I'll do it here. When we went to Sundance that one time and we went, we were, we had some drinks and I th I'm gonna say a combination of the altitude and not being acclimated to that and having a few too many drinks for that particular environment. I don't remember this. I woke up the next morning, we're like, before we leave town, we got, Eric, we gotta meet you. We're gonna meet you for, for breakfast. And he like, well, so we met him at this breakfast place and I, I have not been hungover often in my life. <laughs> okay, there was the one time in high school that I told the story. Uh, and then there was, I mean, there's sometimes you like wake up with a headache, but like, like I've never woken up and before my eyes are open, the, I could tell that the room is spinning. Oh except like a couple of times. Like I, once you experience that once, it takes me like 10, 15 years before I forget apparently that I never wanna feel that again. And I think the timing worked out just right that like, oh my gosh, I woke up, the room was spinning, then I opened my eyes, I was like, yep, I don't, am I gonna be able to get out of bed? It was bad. And I, I, I and don't I, remember this. Yes you do because I was wearing sunglasses and we were like, I was like, dude, I don't feel good. And we got a, like an Uber to the breakfast place to meet Eric. And I didn't tell Eric that I felt bad. I just wore my sunglasses all the time. It was very bright. And we were like wearing these heavy coats cause it was like snowy outside. And then we go inside and it's like baking hot. And the sun <laughs> is baking through the window and shining right in my eyes. Which well, at, least you got sunglasses at least on. gave me a reason to wear the sunglasses. And you're also at Sundance and, and it makes was, you look like you're somebody if you got sunglasses inside. Like doing that like hangover sweat. And like we're talking to Eric and we're like catching up and like I was trying to like convey that I was so happy to see him because it had been a while. And then I just let the two of you do most of the talking while I just sat there and like I was looking at the menu and I remember that the like the menu made me nauseous. <laughs> And then Eric ordered one of those egg Benedict things where it's like <laughs> yeah. you, you poke the egg and it oozes out like Yeah, like a properly know, made eggs like Benedict. Something that like an EMT should be like working on in the back of an ambulance. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like or like an eye surgeon or something. Yeah, you've just described the properly made eggs Benedict. And I remember looking at that and I was like, I need to go to the restroom. And I went to the bathroom. You remember this? I'm kind of it's beginning to piece and together. I, and I was I was about to vomit at the table and then I'm like shimmying to the bathroom and I've and I got to the bathroom and I started when I saw the toilet I just started vomiting, you know? Oh my god. Before I got to the toilet. Why didn't you feel like you could tell him that you were hungover? I don't know. Because 
I was embarrassed. <laughs> it's so why. dumb. I like I think it was in that weird zone where it was like, uh, it might have been a little holier than thou thing. I don't think so though. There's no way that could have been it. Was that the Cadillac year? Yes, I think it. Mm, and that might have been. Might have been if it was back then. That might have like been the first it. time we went to Sundance. Yeah, because that was like <sighs> 2008 pre deconstruction. Pre deconstruction, and we were like trying to be these like we wanted to keep up appearances. You can't let them know you're hungover because God will be upset with you. <laughs> I just think I was embarrassed. I don't know how spiritual it was, but like I had a lot of cleaning up to do in the bathroom. Oh, because God. I did. You know, I'm like taking all the paper towels and like trying to mop up the. So you missed the toilet? Yeah, man. I I missed the floor. I like hit the wall a little Went bit. Went out the window? <laughs> <laughs> hit the wall. It's like, you ever been in the bathroom and you're like, who Oof. exploded? Uh, How do you explode everywhere? Well, I understand. And I, do, I still don't know the answer to that for poop no, because I've seen that. I understand the vomit, but I don't understand the diarrhea explosion uh -uh. in a bathroom, man. I'm like. Like it, like, I'm, I'm, almost, like I'm, nipple so level. I'm so curious, I'm, I would be willing to be there to see it happen. <laughs> like it's the nastiest thing, but I'm just so curious. I'm like, what, what, what position were they in? So every time I get together, I mean like I mopped everything up because I was not gonna leave that for the employees. But it took me a long time to come back out. When I came back out, I think it was like, guys, I'm just, uh, I've, had a, I've had a rough time in the restroom and I'm still having a rough time out here. I'm glad you're finished with your, your bursted eyeball egg. <laughs> your poached eggs. So that's what I think about every time I, I, I go back to Park City and especially when we see Eric, but um, well, you have like a Pavlovian yeah. vomit response to Eric. No, it's no, no, it's not oh, that good, bad. Good, good. Ear biscuits is supported by the farmer's dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them, and if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That that woman is crazy. <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized vet developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready to serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash ear. The main thing, I, I booked an Airbnb and I was like, every time, since, I think since we first got Jade, I was like, we're gonna take this dog, we're gonna fly with this dog. I've seen people do it. We're gonna, go, we're gonna take Jade home with us. I love Jade, she's a member of the family. I want her to be with me. But we never did it. Like it's, you know, you go, it gets down to it and you're always like, ah, it's, it's not worth it, it's probably, it's probably a tough on Jade. It's like she likes the 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 kennel we take her to. It's called a freaking pet resort. Yeah, you know, they they sleep on beds. It's like mm -hmm. they got like 
webcams. You can see them at all times. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's great. Barbara loves it. It's redonkulous. And Barbara's there, usually at the same time. So we always talked ourselves out of it, but I was like, Christy, now that you're so attached to Jasper, or at least that's what I was thinking, now that she's so attached to Jasper, I'm like, this is, a this is we're gonna do it this time. Like, we've taken road trips. Like, when we went to Sedona, we took the cats, uh, the dog and the cat, <laughs> right when we got the cat, which was crazy. Um, so it's not that we haven't gone on trips with the dogs, like if we do on like a beach trip or something, but they've never flown with us. So I'm like, uh, Park City, this is a very short flight. It's like around an hour. It's like, this is a good test. And plus, me, Lincoln, and Lando are gonna be skiing. Christy, you're gonna be back at the Airbnb just chilling out, doing what you wanna do. This is what she, she, she was looking forward to that. But I was like, don't you want don't you want your little furries with you? <laughs> your animals? Don't you want your doggies? And I was like, let's do this. So she said yes. Uh, and it was really because she's so attached to Jasper. Like, oh my gosh. It's like, he, it's like he, a little baby to her. He does better at the, uh, the kennel now though, right? I mean, yeah, like, cause, yeah. I, cause I picked him and Jade up. Right, and posted on your Instagram. I mean, and he did like have like a. He's, so, he's very clingy, but he's gotten better. Like he had, yeah, he, he had he separation seem, anxiety. He didn't seem super traumatized when I picked him up. Yeah, he's lived with us for a year now and he's, um, so he's, he's doing so much better on that front. So that really wasn't a factor. So, um, I mean, with Delta at least, you gotta go to a special counter when you get there and we had the like the little carriers that are like Delta approved. It's like, okay, if I buy this one, I know it will fit under the seat in front of me. And I, cause the last thing I wanted to be turned away cause my like carrier was too big. So like we got all that squared away. Uh, we even the weeks leading up to it, I was like, all right, Christy, we're gonna put the dogs in the kennel and we're gonna walk them around. I think I'm gonna take them downtown, take them into town, not downtown LA, but like take them into town um, like around the shops area and just like carry them in the carrier. Both of them? Both of them. Just to like get them acclimated to being in a carried in a carrier. Right. And uh, because she laughed in my face, just like you did just now, I didn't do that. But I didn't think it was that weird to no, carry two dogs in a carrier no, around. I think, I think you gotta get them used to in it. In like a bustling little little shopping area. Yeah, I was just like a man carrying two dogs. I mean, that guy's that guy's going somewhere. Typically, you would walk your dog in a shopping area, not carry them in a in a carrier. Head in or head out. I didn't do it, but around the house, I would do it, and I put their head in. Yeah, and then we got there, and um, you got to go to a special counter because you got to pay a fee for this. It's like it's like a hundred fifty dollars per dog. One way. It's another passenger, man. It's probably actually a good deal. It's not really. It's not another seat. Yeah, but it's. I mean, people's dogs it's create issues yeah. for other people. You can't. You have to discourage it a little bit. You got to discourage it a little bit. You got to. You 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 got to put in a speed bump. People are willing to pay like for a six hundred dollars round trip. And every once in a while, that dog's gonna take a crap inside the kennel. People are gonna smell it. You got to discourage it. You got to discourage it. You're right. So we get there to the curbside and I asked the guy, I was like, uh, we have dogs, we've never traveled with dogs. I think we have to go to special county. He's like, follow me. So he take, takes us around this a decent sized line 
And then he like, he skips the line, goes and talks to one of the agents, whispers and then points at us and like stands us kind of to the side in front of the line. This is checking in? And checking in. And then the guy leaves and I'm like, I gave him a tip because the dude just like escorted us to skip the entire line. I was a little self-conscious about that. I'm really nervous about having these dogs. And then Jasper from within the crate thingy, the carrier sees another dog no. and we're standing there in front of everybody. That's and, trouble. And he barks twice, two barks. Really? Two barks. Just two? Just two. And then all of a sudden, I see from a long ways down, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven agents behind, and then way down there, this woman just starts huffing and puffing down behind everybody, maybe she's a manager of some sort, comes all the way around and goes up to Christy, because Christy was holding Jasper's carrier, says, ma'am, if you don't get your dog to start barking, you're gonna have to take him out of here. I'm like, what? I'm like, he barked. Tw twice, just two barks, and I'm like, "What's this? Isn't this is an employee? The employee? I'm like, man, this is intense. I'm about to, I'm about to shell out the dough. Come on!" And you were thinking, you know, well, I'm, "Jasper, he's, yeah, he barked he, twice. You'll like. get a lot worse than this." That, and this was the main thing I was worried about. So then I like, I'm like, "Crap!" I was like, "Okay, we will, we'll do what we can." Thinking, I don't know what we're gonna do, <laughs> but then I took off my jacket. And I just draped it over the whole thing where he couldn't see anything. Alligator mode. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought he was. I thought that would just make him freak out more, but it actually didn't. It worked. I don't know. I would not have predicted it would have worked. Or I would have done that to start with. But yeah, it that definitely worked. The um and then we take him through security. I'm having to Google like all this stuff like. You, you put the dog through the thing? If no. you do, does it fry him? You don't want to put him in. What does it smell like you... when you cook a dog in a? In a... Well, it wouldn't cook him, but the effects would show up later. Delayed, delayed. It's an x-ray. Yeah. I mean, dogs get x-rayed all the time. Not at that level. Yeah. I took the dog out of the carrier, held Jade in my arms and uh, Jasper in Chrissy's arms, and we walk him through and then put him back in the carrier. By that point- Did they do a cavity search of either of the dogs? Uh. No. Good. Not of me either. Okay. It's a little disappointing. I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> um, well, you gotta store something up your butthole. They ended up doing really well on the flight. Uh, the vet had given Christy a sedative for the dogs, which- uh, <laughs> The vet had given Christy a sedative, <laughs> so she was okay. <laughs> okay. Christy has her own version of a sedative, because uh, she has, uh, a pronounced fear of flying. Do, did the dogs help create a distraction for her that made her less focused on Not on, on her the own? first flight, because we were so keyed up about what's, everything was new and we were worried about all of the logistics that I'm telling you about. So it was like, we were pretty, we were pretty on edge for that reason. Um, but we get them on the plane, we put them underneath the seat in front and then they're, uh, they, did, they did great. By the time we got off the plane, we were like, um, unzipping the top and walking down to baggage claim like their heads are sticking out. And it's like, all of a sudden, this is feeling, we're feeling like those people. So they didn't bark at all on the plane? They did not bark at all on the plane. After we took off, um, I asked the woman next to me, well, I'll tell that story in a second. After we took off, they eventually got up and got in our laps. I mean, they're little cat dogs. They just want to be in our laps. And once they're in our laps, they're like, they just sleep. Jasper looked out the window a little bit, but like not a peep out of him. Mm. 
they they did abs. They were like docile. The the sedative had an effect on Jasper. He was really sleepy, but it really didn't have an effect on Jade. She didn't she didn't sleep any. And I was also concerned about them using the bathroom. But like, we made sure they went right before we left the house. And then they didn't. There's like pet pee and poop areas designated in airport terminals. Oh, but not on the plane. No, not on the plane. On the ter- in the terminals, but we didn't want to take them in there and they were fine. They didn't have to use the bathroom until we got to where we were going. What but what about short flight a cross country flight cuz I'm thinking about doing this with Barbara in, Uh you have to in look into summer. it. Like I think cross country flight you can do it. I've seen dogs um but if like if you're flying to Hawaii, I th- I think I read that you have to put the dogs, you have to check the dogs, which is not something I would want to do. They have to go in the luggage thing? I don't know exactly where they go. They can't go in the luggage thing. It's too, it gets too cold. It's not pressure regulated. They go they I don't know exactly where they go. I just I don't want to find out. I don't want to put my dogs in there. I just wouldn't take them. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. There's the emotional support route, which I can, I'll get to that in a second, but I mean, pulling out the knowing that we wanted to pull out the dogs on the return flight, I I turned to the woman next to me when we first sat down because I was like, "How are you with dogs?" Because you don't want to freak somebody out, which is what I think that uh, the manager who was freaking out was like, "You got to do something about your dog barking." Because some people freak out, some people are afraid of dogs, right? And it's like well, you got to the people take precedent over the dogs. If you can't control your dog. Then hey, they you could lose customers. You you could lose customers. So I was trying to be uh, uh, sensitive to this passenger who was sitting next to me on the flight. I, she was like, "Oh, I love dogs." So then we pulled out our, our dogs a little bit later, and she was happy. And then uh, she pulls out her phone and she shows us a picture of her dog, but it's a selfie of her with her dog. I'm like, oh, you got a cute dog. You 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 are a dog person. But when I looked at the picture, it was a bit strange because um, the the woman, the picture she showed me, it she had applied that face filter to her face, and I just don't get it. Like a face tune. Yeah, like a face tune where it's like it makes your face like it looks like really smooth, like you have on makeup. Right. I mean, she had on some makeup in real life, and like I'm sitting right next to her. But it's like, that is not, I can tell it's you, but it's not you. Mm-hmm. It's like the emoji version of you. It's like, this is obviously a fake you. You've put a filter on yourself. It right. just, see, I, I don't know, the whole thing is just strange to me. Yeah, a lot of people do you know. And I, of course, I see all the people on TikTok that are like, this is not my face. This is not my face. Yeah, but they're at least drawing attention to it. Yeah, at least they're drawing attention to it. But it gets stranger when a stranger is showing you this picture Usually you see this person like on Facebook. Right. And there's not a, on a plane showing you the picture. And the phone's not right next to their face. Right. That's the, that's the issue. What made it even weirder was again, the whole point is that the dog's in the selfie too. 
and the face filter was applied to the dog too. Did you know that could happen? The what? dog's face was like super altered, smooth, altered. The th only You're like thing a puppy. I could, no, the only thing I could really tell was that the left eye of the dog. It was like a chihuahua. The left eye of this chihuahua was like darkened and bigger. It was like the shadow on the left side of the dog's face was interpreted by the filter as part of the dog's eye. So the left eye of the dog was like twice as wide as the right eye of the dog. And this woman thought that was cute? I think, she, I, don't, I don't know why she showed me Are you me that sure one. it just wasn't a big eyed chihuahua? Well, I didn't wanna ask at that point because then I'd be like, and is that what you, your face normally looks like? Because I think that's a special breed. I think I saw that one. Big left eyed chihuahua? Yeah, yeah, that's specific, yeah. It's a little no, asymmetrical. Man, the face smoothing didn't know what to do with that dog's eye. You think she hasn't looked at the dog? She's showing the you picture a picture of her dog. Yeah. <clears throat> I just think that people are kind of blind to like how strange the filter, like it's like you can't see how obvious it is. But if is. you're looking at your, I'm, I'm gonna find a picture of my dog to show to strangers when they ask. Oh, that's a cute one. Don't you, you're, you're looking at the dog, I, this is weird. It's so weird, but to I me. I think maybe you were actually the victim of an internet prank video no, and you no, didn't no. respond. she was being sincere. It was, to me it just highlights the the problem, like the, the just the, how these face filters have just fooled people. Like. Well they haven't fooled many people. People, no, but the people who use them think they're fooling people. Oh. And I'm not talking about the ones that are like, this is not my face. Some of them are real crazy. It's amazing how much, with nothing to compare it to, you're like, oh, that person's gone through like a, like a uh, makeup makeover. It's like very extreme and modelish, but it is realistic. Like the technology is getting amazing, but the one that people normally use, like for the past year or two, on I guess Facebook or whatever Instagram, it's very obvious that you're applying this filter to everybody except the person who's yeah, applying the filter. I, I think you lose perspective on you it. You lose perspective on it. And it, it's a it's a problem. It's, I mean. What are you gonna do about it? I think it's gonna become my thing. <laughs> like, okay. I'm a, a crusade against face filters. I mean, obviously it's like, it it just seems dysfunctional, right? Uh, Yeah, well, you know, it is a. And if you're fooled to the point where you're putting your dog in it, I wonder if the if the idea is okay. So obviously, we all do some sort of altering of our face or whatever. Like when we shoot things on video, we we just so we're not a couple of shiny boys. We, yeah, we put some makeup on. I'll put in some eye drops because I have perpetually bloodshot eyes, and everyone's like, "He's always high," and I'm like, "No, I just have bloodshot eyes, and I have to put in." So I do some artificial things to my face to make myself more presentable, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Are you, you're, course, you're saying you're on a slippery slope to face filter? No, I'm saying in culturally. Yeah. Uh, and traditionally, women are more apt to do more things to their face with makeup than men are. That's changing a little bit, but like that is sort of, you know, the norm in the past. Um, And then it's, I cut. And you know when somebody's got makeup on, like so. If somebody shows up and they've got makeup on, that like it's decorative in some way. It's like, oh, there's a different color over this person's eyes. We've kind of accepted that. Maybe the people who are doing face filters are like, 
I'm not trying to fool you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that it's obvious that I have a face filter, but this is the face that I want to show you. This is the face of my little dog that I want to show you. I want the big eye, the big eye thing because I think big, that's cute. It's a it's a leap from wearing makeup to a face I, filter. I agree. I, 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 actually, so, I don't I, believe that's what's I happening. I, I think what's happening is but I'm people sure lose another, perspective. I think what you're doing here, and I really appreciate it, is <laughs> because we don't have a strong point of view, I'm just trying to figure it out, is that we know we're gonna get some sort of comment that has, it presents a different perspective that's that might have to lead to an apology. That's the world we live in on our podcast and on the internet, right? I don't wanna offend anybody who uses a face filter, but at the same time, and so when I say something like, is this a sign of dysfunction? It's like, okay, is that a line that I can't cross conversationally because someone's gonna come out of the woodwork and say, well, have you thought about it this way? It's like, okay, yeah. Obviously people have a right to put on a face filter, I just don't understand it. And I'm not saying it's dysfunction, I'm asking a question. Now I'm being so defensive. Well, I mean, when I see when I see it, so I don't get it though. And it, it, you know, it happens. It's like, and again, I don't go on Facebook, and my wife doesn't go on Facebook because, you know, in many what ways, is Instagram too, though. Yeah, I know, but I feel like Facebook is the place where you just. I feel like it's more prominent there because Facebook and the people who use Facebook maybe. In instead of Instagram, right, which is a certain genre yes. or a certain sort of generation, even I think that I that think they're people less on Facebook apt. are more likely to not realize that it's obvious they're using a people face who filter. use Facebook as their primary social media are less technically savvy than people who don't. That's a generalization that I'm willing to make, right? You made it. Uh, and I think that it's just like it's, it's like when your mom goes on Facebook and sends a message to you like, call me immediately, but she makes it her like status update. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff happens all the time. <laughs> you too. Call, Brian, call me immediately. And it's just like, her like best friend has liked it. <laughs> yes, Brian, do that. <laughs> that mom is, and or dad, I'm not trying to say it's women, I'm saying moms and dads, mm-hmm. uh, and, and parents of all kinds, um, are probably more likely to use a face filter in a way that they did not, in, they, they lost perspective at some place along the way. And so when I see it, I don't necessarily- Because it's, it's different than getting plastic surgery. You talk about makeup, but then you've got, okay, if you got if you got lip plumpification or I don't know, you've got the high, you got the cheek implants, whatever you got, I don't know, I don't care. It's fine, you know, It's I do feel like this is different because it's like- I don't know. <sighs> I. I it's a different thing. I it, like if I couldn't grow a beard, I would consider getting a chin implant. But you wouldn't consider I'm just honest, being applying honest with a you. a beard filter to all of your pictures. No, but I grow a beard as a filter. What? My beard is a filter. I mean, it's no, natural. It, it grows naturally, so I guess cutting it would be to do going against nature. But I'm just saying that, but, like, but you wouldn't walk around. Well, may, I mean, like a beard toupee, does that exist, by the way? <laughs> I'm sure. Like, if, yeah. it, if it can be conceptualized, it can be invented in a Yeah, I mean, sure, people people have beard toupees, beard pays. I'm saying I agree with you. When I see somebody who's done a face filter, I right. think this person has identity issues. That's what I think, that's my knee-jerk reaction, but then I, when I've turned that lens back on myself, I'm like, well, you got identity issues as well. Sure. But you're just being a little bit more savvy in the way that you're addressing them. I. 
I mean, you might have more I, more self-consciousness than someone who's willing to use a face filter. It's like, hey, I want to share this picture, but I don't want to I don't want to put on makeup to take a picture. I'm just going to put this face filter on and then I'm going to post that picture. It's like, so what? Who cares? I know it's to me it comes down to do you know that people know it's a face filter? It's like, do you know that people know are you okay? with people knowing that this is a face filter? Are you okay with people knowing you were wearing makeup? Are you okay with I think people most knowing people who use it don't that you, know that it's that you have plastic surgery? I think it's, maybe that's what I'm addressing. Well, I saw one where it was the whole, they had done the whole family. Because the thing that happens sometimes is Was like, there a dog in the photo? Because well, it'll, <laughs> no, I mean, it'll, it'll uh, get wonky. It's the thing that you see sometimes is one person who is the person whose account it is, they've done the Facetune filter to just themselves. So let's just say, it's a person in the family and, and the other the spouse and the kids don't have it done. Then it's especially evident. Oh, but, you can do that. You can oh, just yeah, circle you can one select face? one face. But then That's one time too. I saw a family where I guess in an effort to disguise, yes. they had done everyone, including the children. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this, face, this is, is a family great. of angels. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it's just it. I mean, and then. You know, the, I mean, if that's a teenager, boy, you really take that down. Talk about cringe, Brian. Call take me it. immediately, Brian. <laughs> I can't take this photo down. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> oh man, I this should have been the whole episode because yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like we're really getting into something important. Yeah, you haven't even talked about your damn trip yet. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about the most important part: flying there with my dogs. Uh, what about skiing, man? Face filtering the dogs. Um, all right, I guess we can come back. Let us know what you think about face filters. That's what we do need to hashtag Ear Biscuits about, okay? Uh, we, and we can, we can do a follow-up on this. We can do an entire expose. Maybe, or maybe we'll just start applying the face filter to our face. I finally got to Park City. Mm. The dogs were there. It, it was, let me finish the dog part. I think that it was. <laughs> okay. uh, All right. That's finish. really what I want to talk about the most anyway, apparently. Um, we were very glad that we brought the dogs. We had this like collapsible um, kennel that would keep both the dogs that like I could carry in my suitcase. Um, so when we left the house, they didn't just like potentially pee or poop anywhere. Uh, we also had to pay a fee at the Airbnb for the dog, but still it was not as much as the keeping them in the kennel, in the pet resort. <laughs> Uh, I'm really self-conscious about saying that I take my dogs to a pet resort, but I'm also very proud of it. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a good choice. On the way back, we were much more at ease knowing the effect that the the sedative would have on Jasper and like covering the crate. Like we started to get things down that to the point where Christy was talking about, we're walking in the airport on the way back, the dog's heads are sticking out and people are like, Look, pointing and whispering to other people about the cuteness of our dogs. And Christy and I are looking at each other and like just talking about how we're, we're those people that we've always been jealous of at the airport. Really? Yes, because they have their dogs and we don't have our dogs. And here we are, being, we have our dogs. Read so it is it week, about the baby. dogs about, or about you? <laughs> oh, it's definitely about the dogs are for me. And again, that that gets to the, the emotional support of the dog clicking into place. It's like, mm. uh, you, uh, we, Christy experienced it firsthand with like her uh, fear of flying. I was like, is having Jasper helping? You know, petting a dog releases endorphins. 
Yeah. It happens. And then having somebody that you're caring for. What about petting a dolphin? Uh, yeah, Reason, emotional it, support dolphin. It, no, it releases in dolphins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how baby dolphins are made. Uh, uh, sorry. Releasing in dolphins. <laughs> I mean, that might work on a t-shirt, but you're in dad joke should territory I, Should I tweet here. that? No. Mm, yeah, emotional have. support, no, because you, you don't want to tweet about emotional support stuff and. Oh, yeah, 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 I would, I would find a different way. Yeah. We've, uh, we've, we've dug too much of a hole of talking about like women wearing makeup today. <laughs> right. And men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all people. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Right. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> shit. Okay, um, so yeah, I'm like, I think we've backed into a legitimate case for Jasper becoming an emotional support dog. And then I don't think I have to pay $150 each way. And I don't think I have to put him in a kennel. But I mean, she's but got a fear of flight. you have to give him a little jacket, a she's, little vest. Yeah, that's great, right? Yeah. But I, I didn't wanna be that person. You can get an emotional support certification probably if for squirrely reasons, I've been told. But I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't no, do no it. one's gonna like I didn't, say no. Along I did not want to abuse that system. But now I find that like, but it C might be legitimate. Christy might be a legitimate candidate, and then it's like we might need to grandfather me and Jade in. Question. It definitely helped her, and it it helped me too. Like I did, I would take the, Jade everywhere if I could. But she the, should be here right now. But the circumstances of this trip uh, lent themselves to them not being an inconvenience. Um, but like, let's just say you decided, hey, family trip to France. I don't, yeah. It, it, especially when you don't have a home base that you're, that someone is there most of the time. Like everything kind of lined up. So it's still, it's still yeah. a trip to trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was making the argument when we go back home and we stay in an Airbnb, we can take the dogs to visit our family and I think they'll be fine. So I'm lobbying for that to be the next thing. Yeah, yeah. For I, Christmas, well, we're bringing the dogs home. We're, our plan is to take Barbara, because we're going to North Carolina in the summer, um, and we'll be staying at the, the, you know, the place that we bought there. And, yeah. Um, for the, maybe longer than a week? The It might be two, but the plan is to take right. Barbara for for that trip. I think I think Barbara will do fine on the plane. It's the only thing that's gonna be a problem is she likes people and food so much that she, uh, she you, may you start can, whining. The vet, the vet can give her the sedative, and and they said they could, we could give Jasper another one if he needed. But other it, than but that, didn't. if I did not have a home base, no, it's just such an inconvenience. And Barbara loves going to the pet resort, is what she tells me every time she gets back. I'm sure she does. She's like, you can I look on the webcam. I really and tell. bonded with those bitches this time. She's, f <laughs> yeah, a few of them use the face filter. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't uh, know about those. Little I don't know about those ones with identity issues, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, the the Park City skiing it of it all, I you know, it I didn't have it there's not any like huge thing I wanted to tell you about, but how hard did you go? And you skied instead of snowboarded? I skied um we went Park City and Canyon Resorts are now combined to be like a large, super large I think it's the largest ski resort in the lower forty eight. We also went to a third or all 50. resort called Deer Valley, which was just like another seven minutes beyond we I we had never skied Deer Valley, I don't think. I don't no know. snowboarders are allowed there. Um the thing about Deer Valley and uh Park City, Canyons not so much, was that if you want to ride greens, I guess I'm not snowboarding, so I won't say ride, ski greens, which 
Lincoln and I could do some blues, but we're still getting our bearing with skiing and Lando is not ready for blues. Um, now, after being there for three days or before? Even now, you know, it's, um, talk about anxiety, like the mixture of bringing anxiety to the slopes is like, is a big test and of course, you know, he, he deals with anxiety too, so does Lily. And like Lily learned how to ski, but then she was like, it just, it makes me really anxious to like be going down a mountain on these like fl flat wooden things. You know, it's she's, like. She's using wooden skis? <laughs> well, that's her problem. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess they're not welcome wooden. Welcome to the 90s. <laughs> I guess they're not wooden. <laughs> okay. Uh, my papa had wooden water skis. Oh, that's yeah. what I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah. Like the ones that are hanging up on the GMM yeah. set. Um. Lando, when we eased him into it, he did really well. And it was, so it was just a test of anxiety of like, okay, being in a comfort zone. You know, if you, so no, I did not push myself. I made a decision that was like, I wanna enjoy myself and you know, I don't wanna hurt myself. That's the only thing and I'm it's thinking like, about most of the time. The thing about the greens there, unlike definitely Big Bear, even Mammoth is that like, you got like the lower part where you got the greens and then you keep going up the mountain and it gets like, it gets more complex and like black diamond as you go higher elevation. Well, that's not really the case. At Park City, there are way, you can go all the way to the top and definitely at Deer Valley, you can go all the way to the top and then ski greens all the way down. So it's like, you can do these like really long runs and I was able to take Lando all the way up there and really enjoy it. Just like kinda take our time, do some, do some carving. It was warm too, it was nice. I mean, so the snow wasn't great, but we don't care. I, it's like, I'll drink any red wine, you know? I'll ski any slope. Especially mm. if like, if it's, not, those. if it's not absolutely frigid. Yeah, I, I'm not drinking, drinking wine, but uh, on the slopes. But we had, so we had a really good experience. Um, Lana didn't have the endurance or the, just the appetite to stay as long as Lando, Lincoln and I. So like Lincoln and I could do some more blues when he wasn't around. And there's just so many places to explore. And when I, I gotta say, if you're on skis and you go to a place that doesn't allow snowboarders, it that's a that's not gonna happen much longer. It's just economically, there's no way they're gonna keep outlawing snowboarding at, at Deer Valley. There's too many grandkids that the grandparents want them to go skiing with them. If they've gotten until 2022 without allowing Eric them. Eric was even saying, there's no way this will continue. Well, they're holding they, out. They're holding out big time, but it is it is a t entirely different experience because snowboarders are, they're punks. They're punks. They're, they're teenagers. Low They're 20 somethings and they're, they're knuckle dragging and they're like boot dragging and they're like taking yeah. up space and they got this big blind spot and they're tearing up the slopes and like, I'm becoming hoity-toity about it. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I mean, it definitely feels different because it was a different crowd. It's an, it's an older crowd, it's a more docile crowd, uh, it's a less stinky crowd. But I will go back to snowboarding. I was like, Lincoln, you gotta learn to snowboard too and I, I can definitely get back on there. I, I, I don't know what my pelvis will do. Yeah, I think I ultimately had more fun snowboarding, but I just don't think I can do it. I, I think that the the stress on the back is just too much. I mean, that's why I switched. Yeah, but the stress on the knees. And I with tore a ligament in my skiing, knee. So there you go. Ago, it's yeah, like so. it can still, yeah, it, you can make an argument that snowboarding is, is uh, I'd rather, safer. I'd rather sacrifice the knees than the back though. Okay. 
See, I think I got into skiing because you started scaring me about that, but like, I actually don't know if for me, snowboarding it may be a better choice, but I wanna be able to go both ways, you know? Okay. You hear me? <laughs> the Airbnb we stayed at, every morning when we woke up, I, it was like this, this like, all the windows were like, two stories of windows, like facing the ski slopes across the valley. At night, I could, I would sit there at the windows and see, um, of course, the slopes close at like four o'clock, but like at midnight, you can see the groomers, like those big snow cats coming down, yeah. like they got their headlights on, and it looks like falling stars just like traversing the slopes. And it was a full moon. It was a beautiful, it was a beautiful, beautiful night. And then um, the next morning, I get up, and in our backyard, there's a herd of elk grazing. Oh, really? Elk. A herd of freaking elk. Never seen an elk in person. Grazing right there. And or they came in elk. They came back every morning. The first morning the dogs were going ballistic and and I was like, well, there's some there's some fluffy deer out there. And Christy's like, I don't think that's a deer. Well I was uh, like, well, were they like the size of horses? Yeah. Because they're very big. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then Christy's like, I I was like, well, I you know what, I think it's an elk. She looked it up and sure enough, Rhett, it was elk. <laughs> Sitting right out there, just grazing, taking little little dumps at the edge of my backyard that then the dogs would go out there and investigate afterwards. And Jasper would probably try to I eat did it. not let the dogs out while the elk were there. I didn't know what would happen, get kicked in the face or something like that. I doubt it, they probably would run. So um, the final highlight, one night we, Christy booked she was like, we're going to the Viking yurt. I was like, what? A yurt is like, what is that, like a big tent? She's like, yeah. I was like, what? She's like, it's on the top of a mountain and you're gonna ride in a sleigh to get there. And mm. so it's like, we show up and there's this, one of those snow cats, you know, that like pulls the stuff that grooms the mountain like with the treads and stuff that can go straight up the mountain. It was pulling this like sl sled type thing that would hold 20 people. And so like all the, of us and- What city was this in? Of, this is in Park City. This is in Park City? This is on the Park City slope. Okay, because they have a thing so like, like this go to the Vail, resort. it's a restaurant. Yeah, it's a restaurant. So you so you get on the sleigh pulled by the snowcat and you go up the mountain. Christy, who wasn't skiing the slopes, we're like telling her, oh, we were skiing the slope. We, we were like, we were here today. And just like, so she got to experience the slopes even though she didn't want to ski. And we go up there, again, it was a full moon. By the time we get up there to this like uh, tent that will hold like individual tables, enough for like 20 people, so pretty small. And um, it was a six course meal. I was like, man, I'm not used to sitting down and eating a, a six course meal. I'm not used to eating for two hours. I'm not French. Yeah. It was awesome though. And we get up there to the top and uh, it turns out we had skied all around that thing. We didn't even notice that there was a yurt right there. Was it a Viking? Um... It was Viking themed. We wore um, uh, Viking helmets for some photo ops. Yeah, Did uh, true. Was it like eating with your hands? Was it like medieval It didn't times? go that far, no. Uh, we still uh, spoke English, and um, the, the, no one was uh, 
No one was killed and no one was making love in the yurt in front of everybody. And nobody, there weren't people that's like. That's what I think about, like I watched the show Vikings and that's that's the thing I remember is that they were making love in the under the bear skins in front of everybody. Right, but were there people like who Nobody looked like that. Vikings serving and stuff? Could no, I get a job there? No, they, were, they served us some grog, which was like mm. a spiced, I don't know, wassail. Okay. Some sort of a wassail drink, I would call it. They called it grog. They kind of frowned when I said, oh, you mean, is this, kind of, this tastes like a wassail. Mm. And then they spiked it and we had a good night. Came back take, down. Take the sleigh down. Took the sleigh back down. Hold on, did, when you take the sleigh down, there is it not being pulled anymore? It's just it's just free fall. Just let you go on the on the way up, man. There were all these groups of like like Utah people with skis going up the mountain to get to the yurt. No, just like this is what they do on a cross, Thursday night cross country skiing. Well, it turns out it's not cross country; it's uphill skiing. They were going up the hill. I was like, how does this happen? I had to ask Eric. He was like, oh, it's called skinning. And then he went out and he got, he was like, here are my skins. It's like, fill of it. You put, your, you put this skin over your ski and then if you rub it one way, he's like, you know those pillows you rub and it's smooth one way and you oh, rub it, it the other way and it's the, like dark? You push it forward, it grabs a slope and you can go Yeah, up. it's fabric and it's called skinning. Maybe- You gotta I, my, make sure you put those on the right way. My guess is that they would like put elk skin on there back in the day, and if you rub the, the hairs, if you go against the grain, you can climb up the mountain. Mm -hmm. So there's people like- Only rubbing elk one it's way. It's uphilling, al alpine touring, or skinning. And they probably disconnect their heel. And yep, the and heel is disconnected, yeah. and then you can, um, once you hike up, then you turn around, you get to the top, you take your, your skins off and you readjust your boots and you ski back down. I mean, I'm- That seems pretty cool. It's another thing. It's and then workout. you got, yeah, it's a workout. Like I I really like Park City, man. I really like it. I, I, I think I'm gonna be going back. I mean, in the summertime, there's mountain biking that, you know, everything converts mm -hmm. to being still an outdoor play place for mountain biking. Now, Eric's definitely trying to talk, talk me into like, getting a place in Park City. I'm like, well, mountain, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Is he mountain bike? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, positive report on Park City, man. I'm glad you didn't get hurt. I didn't get hurt. So well, that's, you gotta, I, mean, you got, I mean, you gotta push it a little harder. No. You gotta get a Ralph in your life that takes you to the top of the mountains and just nope. throws you into a blizzard and then you have to beg the person to let you go back down the lifts. <laughs> that turns you into a man. <laughs> Not if you go back down on the lift. <laughs> well, I, they didn't let me. <laughs> if you had to do it again, would you have gone down the lift? Uh, well, uh, no, I don't have to do it again. I'm glad I didn't go down the if lift. If you were time traveled back to that moment where you decided to not go back no, down no, the lift, would you out, have gone down the lift? No, it turns out I ended up being fine. I thought that's when you hurt your knee. No, no, I hurt my knee on a green. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it can happen. It doesn't matter. The, the color of the, sl the, the uh, slope doesn't indicate the is it my wreck today? Necessarily. Um, wreck, baby, wreck, baby, one, two, three, four. I'll wrap it up with, um, found another music podcast. You know I'm into uh, classic hip hop music podcast. Uh, more of them are coming out of the woodwork. It's like, it's it's kind of like the, the founding fathers of hip hop are coming to grips with 
the fact that like, hey, we're still here and we're 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 holding the we're holding the mantle for what we've built and for for what's blown up to what it is today and strengthening the ties um between early hip hop and what it's become today and so that they can be appreciated and in some ways if still relevant i think the perfect example of that if you're into what i'm saying is um the bridge 50 years of hip hop it's hosted by Nas and Miss Info lots of good episodes that i've enjoyed ice cube dj jazzy jeff hmm. uh reverend ron from run dmc uh listened to cypress hill recently these are all like throwback episodes there's some he also interviews Corday. So he's got some he's got some newer but Nas, you know, he's a he's hip hop legend, so he can get people to come on his show that won't do any other podcasts like Chuck D. Mm. And um so it's if you're into that like I am, it's really cool. And if you're not, you wouldn't like it. The bridge. It's a Spotify original. So it's only on Spotify, I guess. Have at it. And we'll see you next week. Oh, you you weren't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs>